Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today I have a special guest in the building. I have Chantel Hill, and she's going to talk the whole episode with me. Say hey, girl. Hey, thanks for having me, Mika. So how was your week this week? I had a pretty good week. Um, yeah, I had a pretty good week. I worked. It wasn't too bad. It was a little scary. Um, I'm, I'm a clinical therapist, so... I've been working with a new client who uh, is diagnosed with schizophrenia and PTSD. So oh damn! That's a little. That was a little bit scary, but I mean, I'm I'm on a good note. Uh, my boyfriend came down, so we just been hanging. You out. know, I did not know that this what you did for a living. Like well, I'm like, how have we never had this conversation? How have that mm-hmm. never transpired? That's crazy. So now mm-hmm. we're about to be best friends. So. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> So what do you do for your, and and this is just me asking you off the cuff, what do you do for your like mental health? Like, what do you do to bring yourself down? Um, For when you have what tough weeks and stuff like that. I tell people that um, I turn work off definitely after a certain time, after I get off the phone with my last client, that's it. I usually don't go home and write notes. Uh, I wait till like the weekend or something to do that or on a Monday I'm pretty much off um, up until five o'clock so I'll use that but I I know when to turn work off and then I engage in um, other things to just help me relax a little bit um, after work yeah yeah I'm actually uh, about to be going to school for that and so yeah yeah. which path are you taking are you doing social work or which um no clinical okay and so um, I just wonder, I always ask people those questions of like, you know, um, I think it's, well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in therapy, but I think I'm always going to be in therapy, but I'm like, mm-hmm. um, I always wonder, like, you know, uh, I talk to a lot of people that's therapists that, that don't have therapists though. It's interesting, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, what yeah. do you do? I'm like, you gotta be stressful sometimes to, you know, have all For that sure. shit on you all day and be talking all day and like, what yeah, do you do to right. un- un- unload that shit? Yeah, and I try to, um, I'm trying to get better about doing yoga because I, I like to do it. So I'm trying to get better about that. And then also I believe in saging and everything. So I'll also try to get better about doing it daily when I yeah. get home to just leave all that energy at the door, like not even bring it to my house. So. Totally get it. Totally get it. That's cool though. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Go ahead, definitely talk about that. Um, so let's see, what else did I do? This week was my sister's gender reveal, Tracy. And um, we found out that she was having a baby girl, baby girl, Ari. And so that was really exciting. (laughs) She already got the name down. Yeah, Ari got the name down, Ari. So, uh, so yeah, that was exciting. And um, and anytime that, uh, I I tell you all the time, I love being an aunt, you know, so it's, um, Mm -hmm. I think uh, besides being, um, you know, a mom, I think being an aunt is probably, one of the my most favorite things in life because you mm-hmm. know just being able to give so much love and mm-hmm. um so yeah so I'm excited because you know honestly I think everybody thought Jamonte and Montrese was never going to have kids so mm-hmm. yeah they've been together since Jamonte I'm Jamonte was eight was 17 Montrese was 18 so now they're like 32 33 Okay. I don't think I I don't I don't think they wanted kids for a hot minute. And so like then Mm -hmm. when they I guess their minds started shifting some, 
I thought they were just talking. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I definitely think this is one and done. And I definitely you think, think they, so. Just oh, one? Yeah, I think this is it. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I don't, I, they're, they're blessing us with this one. Because <laughs> I didn't think that we ever were going to see this. So I, I definitely mm-hmm. think this is it. I, I think mm-hmm. if they had another, if they had another child, I'll be surprised. If it was two, it, I'll be surprised. It would be funny if they waited so long to start and then they just like take off with it. That's funny too. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never right. know. Because they could, they could fall, fall in love, like, you know, like, and want to have mm-hmm. more. Because from me being 27 and looking in, like seeing how they just did it a different way, they actually, you know, dated each other, got married. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't the kid didn't come first or anything like that. To me, it's looking like they kind of did it perfectly. Because I feel like your 20s, I feel like that could be a time for you to be selfish and then 30 you can start. So I Girl. feel like to me, it's looking like they did it. They mapped it out perfectly. And I think this is the best time to have it because I feel like, you know, I really didn't really start really, really knowing myself until my 30s mm-hmm. like where I really was like all right I'm locked in you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and so I couldn't imagine in my 20s um being a parent I was still right. very much like selfish and all right all over the place girl mm-hmm. all over the place I want an example to nobody some of some of them years I don't know so um <laughs> but yeah but my Teresa and Jamate you know it's 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 funny because she's um you know she's my baby sister but I've seen her grow but I've seen Jamonte grow so much from when I first met him to now. Mm-hmm. Like when I first met him, I was like, girl, who is this dude that you bring it <laughs> home? But now like I actually got to see him grow into a man. And mm-hmm. so now it's like I see him like settle in into like married life. And he's, I mean, Jamonte so you know, Jamonte's so chill, you know. He, yeah, he is. So, so it's like him transitioning to being a father. It's just um, it's like not even something I even even second guess or even worry about because I know like mm-hmm. both of them are going to do a good job but they're I, I like the way they did it and I think some like I you know obviously people have some flub ups there and you know have kids early but I'm like mm-hmm. if you actually get to know each other and have a friendship with the person first and then go into those next steps mm-hmm. it make the shit so much easier I think mm-hmm. I think because when that kid come you got to start talking about all that shit and, mm-hmm. and and what you think and what they think and all that stuff yeah. like it's, the differences really start to become clear like oh i'm and at telling that point, you it's a little bit too late like i'm telling you that that that's when it's rough so kids can be rough on a relationship so i think it's good to have a solid foundation before you have kids yeah. so so we're excited i'm excited i'm so excited though mm-hmm. i just never thought they would have a kid so <laughs> it's just it's just mind-blowing but you know she's starting to show and all that stuff so it's cute mm-hmm. it's cute it's cute to be able to just kind of see their journey and be here to see it how was your mom at the gender review um my mom was my mom <laughs> i love her <laughs> <laughs> um drunk for one and hype my mom, my mom my mom and jamonte mom is hype so jamonte mm-hmm. mom i think really wanted a boy my mom, I think she really wanted a girl. So, mm-hmm. you know, because Matrice really wanted a girl. So, you know, mm-hmm. everybody is just hype. <laughs> I didn't care either way. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they have a healthy baby, that's all I care about. Yeah, I right. care if it was boy or girl. But um, I, I, I sometimes I, I be low-key wanting girls, though, just because boys are just so... They're just... Uh, men in general are just something of another you know something mm, so it's like trying to navigate that and understand their way of thinking that shit is hard 
like just being for real it is hard and i feel like with with, mm-hmm. with little girls and girls and and them going to women you understand each other more we, we we have this way of talking and understanding yeah but you'll clash too you clash too. their mouth i was thinking i was getting off easy by having a girl but no it's like it's a it's a different thing like with boys you have they have their issues but with girls it's something else so it's like you don't really win you don't really win I mean I, my three-year-old I call her she's a three-nager is constantly telling me what to do mommy you're making me very angry mommy what's turn that mm-hmm. what's her sign um Libra oh I don't know much Libra, about Libra she so, has so much energy from the time she pops her eyes open to the time she's closing them and she fights sleep every night and always have like oh god yeah yeah my nephew he was a chill baby and he he was here first, so it's like I thought that she would be something similar, but not at all. Yeah, yeah. My nephew is chill. My little nephew, he's chill, but he's super hype. Mm-hmm. But then my niece is like Avery is hype. He is just hundred percent hype. But he but once he get but he's not like disrespectful. He just kind of mm-hmm. you know. But Aubrey, um, she real girly, real girly. <laughs> so that's crazy. Cause she real girly, like love tutus, love dresses, you know, love for you to tell how pretty she is, you know. Aww. Yeah, she four. And so she she is real serious about like, you know, how she present. And she got she was she um she, I think for Christmas she got like a little makeup kit. And so she put her makeup on there more. I mean, she's serious, but I never seen nothing like before. She she real serious about it, but it's cute though. And so um, so they're like two completely different personalities. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my friend, my friend has a, a daughter who's wild, and she was like, Well, do you think that our next one, you know, be different? I'm like, you just never know. Like they just have so many different per- you know, personalities. They're just their own little people, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, kid. Um, if it's in the summer, it probably be like a cancer, if it's like June, July. And so, but I have no clue what this baby gonna be like because Jamante and Matrice are so Jamante is super chill, and then Matrice mm-hmm. is pretty chill. You know, it's <laughs> like so. I think I think I think their kid probably would just be off the chain. You think so? It's no other way around it. I don't think <laughs> it's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. That little girl probably gonna have Jamante wrapped around her, wrapped around. Her, um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely. You know. think. Yeah, and then Matrice, okay. she just I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. I don't know. I don't know what to think, but you never know. I don't know. But I was just, I was, she wanted a girl really bad and mm-hmm. I didn't care. So, so that was I cool. gotta say is be careful what you wish for. I'm telling you. So, yeah, but my mom, my mom was like, my mom just like, yeah, I'm ready to dress this baby. I'm ready to, <laughs> you know, do all this. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. This baby gonna be spoiled, 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 mm-hmm. spoiled from everybody. Yeah. Every direction. Everybody's been waiting on the baby. Like, we've been waiting on you exactly exactly so i think that still be um be having my trees uh she'd be irritated but she'll be fine yeah yeah mm-hmm. i get on her nerves all the time so i know you know <laughs> i know i know i get on her nerves so i think everybody i think everybody probably get on nerves because i think everybody's you know you know how like when you have a kid everybody want to get an opinion yes and want to tell so, you yeah and so that's what she experiencing right now and i just be telling them like my trees just just listen you know whatever before the baby even get here it's already going on yeah already and everybody's gonna want to be hands-on too like yeah yeah 
Yeah. Hold the baby head up. Yeah. Make sure you burp them. They don't need that much <laughs> milk. Like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's just roll into Motivational Monday. So today for Motivational Monday, um, I just have a affirmation. And I saw this one and I wanted to share it. And is I can, I will, end of story. And I think this one's important because we have been talking about goals. We're still at the beginning of the year. This year already has been looking a little shaky for some people. And so we got to just keep doing things to motivate ourselves and uh, stay motivated. I try to do affirmation um, every morning you know, if I can, or even times that I feel kind of crazy doing work, I might pause on my lunch and try to, you know, affirm myself in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do that for motivational Monday. So I'm gonna roll on to my black excellence. So today for black excellence, I saw an article that Donald Glover, aka Charles Gambino, he signed a Amazon deal. And it's a let's see a multiple year eight figure overall deal. And another thing I thought that was cool, he signed that with Amazon. And so another thing I thought that was cool was that on his um, writing staff, he actually hired Malia Obama. So I thought that was uh, pretty cool. And Malia has also worked with, uh, she worked at HBO as an intern um, with girls. She did another project too, I can't remember, but she's going to be working on this um, this one project and it's focused around this girl that's kind of like a Beyonce-esque character. So it's focused around like mm-hmm. this um um yeah like this celebrity type character so that's pretty cool though i honestly think um i love atlanta you ever, you ever watch atlanta you watch Mm-mm, that show i, do. I didn't watch need to watch that show that show's hilarious <laughs> what does it come on what um else? it come on fx but it but right now you know because of covid it got pushed away so you got hulu mm-hmm. they got season one and season two on hulu Okay, I'm gonna watch thing it. Is hilarious. It's I'm hilarious. I saw yeah. a lot of people talking about it, but I still didn't. Well, that's how I really got introduced to him because I really wasn't. I didn't listen to a lot of his music, his old mm-hmm. stuff, and then I and then I started listening to his stuff after, like kind of Atlanta, and then um, Isaiah is a big Childish Gambino fan. So, girl, I'll be having to check his music. So I had to. <laughs> go yeah. back you know and listen to some mm. stuff because that was when he was like a little younger and um now you know i don't really check his music as much because he's 18 now but mm-hmm. girl, back in the day i was checking his music for real you just gave yes. me an idea i like that I like yeah that. i want to know what you're listening i want to know what you're listening to because we need to have conversations because you know he's he's very impressionable very impressionable kid and so you know if you out here listening to shoot him up bang him up and all yeah. this other stuff all day. And that's all you're receiving in your brain. Cause he loved music. You know, he mm-hmm. loved music. That's all he do. Um, yeah, I need to, we need to talk about this stuff. We, yeah, I, I check all that. Yeah. I don't think that you gave me a new idea. Yeah. I'm serious, but I'll be serious about that though. I, I um, mm-hmm. so we just have, so now it's just a point we just have conversation about stuff, but I had to around what seventh grade, sixth grade have a conversation. I think it was seventh grade where I had to tell him, like, you do know that these are personas. You do know that, like, half the shit you see is not fucking real. Like, these half these people are broke. Like, you know, like, where we had, had to really be like, this isn't their name. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then that really crushed them. So I was like, yeah, yeah, just making sure you know that this stuff, these are celebrities, then they're here to entertain you. Because, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, for a second there, I didn't That's know what was going on. He had this like ghetto face for a moment, and I was like, "Sir, um, there is nothing hood 
about you. Nothing at all. And it was crazy. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I definitely think music and all that shit, you know, and what your kids are watching, that that should have plays a part. They're what they what they got going on in their mind. For sure, a big part. A yeah. Big part. So I definitely anything he told me to listen to, I'm listening because I want to know. Mm-hmm. I I don't got time for you out here acting crazy in these streets. So I want to know. Off of what you listening to mm-hmm. and, and watching. What and what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so I only have a few hot topics. I need to pull one of these clips up, but um, let's just jump into it. Now, do you watch Love & Hip Hop? I stopped watching it. I did too. But you know who Monice is, right? hmm My thing is, okay, so Monice says that Dr. Dre threatened her because, you know, Monice, I think, got on IG Live and she was talking about how he was um, messing with April Jones and they had been messing for a while. So my thing was, I wasn't really surprised that he was messing with April Jones because April Jones just seems like she just be out here. That kind of took me. I was shocked a little bit. Why? I don't know. Cause you went from Omarion then to Fizz, right? Yeah, but ugh. and then and then to Dr. Dre, like that's a big. Uh... But but <laughs> what they're saying is that she had kind of already had been messing mm-hmm. with Dr. Dre, but now all of a sudden, like they actually openly dating. Like I saw, I don't know if she was like a come through type things before while he was married mm-hmm. but it seems like she because what does she do for a living like what does she do for money i don't know exactly so right. i think that's kind of you know and then um and i'm not judging you know get it how you yeah. get it and um but with Mon- but with the, when Moni said that dr dre has somebody calling her and threatening her i wasn't really surprised by that because um dr dre definitely is a woman beater yeah like i mean i'm sitting here like where are we surprised by this that we're hearing that dr dre done threatened somebody because this way this way i'm surprised he's still doing it like i'm surprised he's still why would you be bold enough to do that when you were already in a hot seat before so it's like would you want to be why would you want anything related to further confirm and prove what that lady was saying and your wife is saying it Mm -hmm. which is which is crazy to me but you know you had michelle a said it and then now your wife coming out saying that you were abusive the whole entire time now i don't know that's you know allegedly you know but i i don't find it hard to believe because it was proven the other time that that uh that dj remember he slapped her or something and choked her out in the bathroom and she sued him back in the day yeah that's what he, so he actually like paid her like for that wow. so that actually was proven that he did beat up her and then um mm-hmm. i think two women two women i'm pretty sure yeah but i wasn't really surprised by this i don't i don't know and dr dre is not attractive not saying and I, hate, and I hate saying that because i'm like don't mean if you are attractive like you have a right to beat a woman obviously i don't feel that way guys but i'm just saying it makes mm-hmm. it even worse that y'all are out here what are we doing he looked weird to me like really weird to me it's like his face he done been through a lot like i I don't know if it's exactly cuts or scars yeah Yeah, (laughs) i I feel the exact same way um all right so the other thing i saw was i might have played a clip too was b simone comments and so i want to talk about that did you play the video i sent you Mm -hmm. okay girl let me see let me see if i can pull it up here Let's see. I don't even like B Simone. I don't think. Oh, she just she aggy. Yeah. God, she is aggy to me. I don't. I'd be trying. She's, to. Look, she's an entertainer. Golly, she is annoying. So let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna play it. 
things we want in a man. A list of things. He got to be tall. He got to be dark. He got to be handsome. He got to have pretty teeth. He got to be a family man. He got to be financially stable. He got to be rich. He got to be successful. He got to be all these things. And we ain't even have the things on that list. He got to be a family man. Bitch, you may talk to your mama in six months, but you want him to be a family man. He got to be financially stable. You're counting in the negative, ma'am. Overdraft fees. He got to have a job. You need to go fill out some applications because you're still unemployed. He got to have pretty teeth. You ain't seen a dentist in six years. He got to have a six-pack and be in shape. You can't even walk up a flight of stairs without huffing and puffing. Get your life together. This whole list that he got to be. You ain't even have the things on that list. Okay. So how how did you feel about that? I felt that there were things that she said that was definitely true, but I think it's a way for you to deliver a certain message. And I think that the message is, is universal too. So it's not like um men are only asking of things for men that they can't, you know, give themselves. I think men do the same thing to women. And it may not be financial or um, but it could be physical, it could be emotional. Think about how men want somebody to um, you know, just submit to them or listen to them or you know, and be sensitive and everything with them, but a lot of times they aren't those things. So it's like I feel like uh it's a universal thing, not just for men. Um, I think it was the way that she said it, but I also feel mm-hmm. like sometimes that I think it depends on you as a person. Um, like, you know, from a woman perspective and just from me as a woman, like I, I definitely, if I, if I had some kind of, if I had my own set of standards, I'm living by those standards, like me as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of was like, I kind of didn't really know quite where she fully was going because I know a lot of women who want certain standards, but live by their standards. And so I don't, I mean, yeah, you have some people out here that probably don't, but for the most part, um, I think people kind of do. I more so feel like it's like you said, um, and Jamonte is always like, Nika, you're always talking about men, but I do be feeling like men do be the ones more than women that, Mm -hmm. you know, they want this type of woman. They want this type of, you know, situation, but Mm -hmm. you know, they out here unfaithful and they out here just all over the damn place. Mm -hmm. And yet, if you did the same thing to a, if a woman did the same thing to a man that men that that some men not all do to women, they'll be pissed. They wouldn't even they wouldn't forgive them. They wouldn't give them another chance, you know. But we are supposed to um, mm-hmm. be forgiving and understanding mm-hmm. and damn near their mothers, right? That part. And even in that um, little baby song, I can't remember what it, what's it called, but he said that in there like. Um, take me back if I did what you did I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't like he was saying that clearly on the phone it's like I hope whoever he made that for if he did I hope you don't forgive him for anything because he's clearly telling you if you did the same things he did he wouldn't give you the same you know courtesy that you're giving him so I just thought it was very bold but mm-hmm. it that's exactly what you said like that's how they are some people not all yeah not all but be Simone gets on my nerves though. Like I, yeah. I'm not a fan of hers at all. Like I mean, I I can uh I can say like, you know, she on her hustle, but sometimes she just be a lot. Yeah, just doing a little bit too much. Because didn't she um when she I think I talked about this last year when she was talking about how she don't want to do that got a nine to five. How, yeah, that's you know, what I saw. A lot of people was like, hmm? exactly. Mm-hmm. So what's wrong? What's wrong with that? Like it's just stuff with her that just doesn't even like make sense. Like she so she's basically like because she's an entrepreneur, 
um, you know, she need her dude to be an entrepreneur, but I'm like, you can have a nine to five and be completely successful. So what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, what did some people don't want to get up three, four in the fucking morning? Like I'm, I'm a pretty <laughs> successful person to my own degree, but I'm not getting mm-hmm. up. At, I don't have to get up three, four in the fucking morning. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd like, rather not. No, it's exactly. So it's, it's, uh, she gets on my nerves, but, um, so my last thought, my last uh, hot topic was, um, on Boosie comments. I think I have them pulled up. I'm going to read them. Did you actually see the interview of this? Um, I don't, I think I just looked at the article that you sent me. I don't think I've seen an actual video. Okay, let me see. Um, so this is the thing about Boosie. I'm trying to figure out who the hell are, who, who is still out here listening to Boosie? <laughs> I mean, it's just be like, I just be like, I don't even be understanding like how he even began these interviews. Like who is actually out here even still listening to him to begin with? And um, so basically he made comments this week where he came back and talked again about the comments with Lori Harvey. And he basically was saying, um, let's see, let's see. I'm going to go up. All right. And this is basically what he said. So he says, I think we need to stop giving the women the power with situations like this. Girls keep saying it's goals, but this is not goals. We got to start giving the bachelors, the men who are running through a beautiful woman like this, the credit who not housing her running through her. The last time I went to Diddy's house, him and him and boo, I don't know who that was, was together. They dogs. I know Lori is a beautiful woman, but we got to stop giving the glory to the women. What about the bachelors? What about the futures, the Trey songs who are really bending through these hoes? We got to start giving them the credit instead of Lori. Like, like what, what? The fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy to me? I have women to tell me this too. Like be calling Lori Harvey a hoe. And I'm like, but how do y'all know that she having sex with all these people? Why can't she just, she's 23. Like, why can't she just be dating and hanging out and chilling? Mm-hmm. Like Michael B. Jordan, obviously she with him. But, you know, with other people, just because you see her out at the mall with somebody, why do you automatically assume that she's catching bodies or something? And it's like, even if she is, that's her business. As long as she's being safe about it, that's her business. She can do whatever she want to do. We're not saying nothing in the future, saying, even if I hit you once, you're a part of my collection. Exactly. They are being praised already. So it's like for Boosie to say that they've already been praised. The only reason people are upset is because now a woman is getting praised instead of a man. Right. Because I don't, I, you know, uh, yesterday I was talking at the at the General Bill party and I was just like, I don't get why people get so mad over like Meg Thee Stallion and City Girls. And I mean, you've been over here some nights. We talked about it mm-hmm. and they can't stand when we play it. And I'm like, why y'all get so offended by City Girls? And also, to me, it's hilarious. I find mm-hmm. the shit to be hilarious, um, mm-hmm. the music wise. Right. And I'm not out here trying to you know, pimp dudes or whatever, but I just think the sexual liberations that women have, like, what's wrong with that? Right. You know, but men be tight. They are so tight. It's like a double standard. And that's what I'm saying. Like, men ask for things that they don't want to get sometimes. Like, for her, and that goes back to what B. Simone was saying. Like, okay, and they do it too. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to go and do whatever you want, but I'm supposed to sit and not do anything? No. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Repeat. I can't stand Boosie though. I, I don't. I never. I've never gotten into Boosie, but he he somehow be ending up on my podcast. He always saying shit, and I'm like, who? Is still, yeah. Who is still listening to him? But you know what? I'm thinking because he he gets such a reaction that he's gonna keep saying ridiculous stuff. And same for B Simone. Like you're just saying anything that's gonna cause people to you know get in an uproar about it and talk about it and. I hope they don't mean the stuff that they say for real. I really hope they're just doing that just to keep their, um, just to stay relevant. Now, I do think they mean it. I definitely think Boosie mean it. Boosie's just hood, dude. I think he mean it. I think he mean everything that he Mm -hmm. fucking say. I mean, this is the same dude that was you know, I had a whole I had a whole episode about him. I, I don't know which one it was about being like about toxic masculinity. Um, mm-hmm. When he was talking about you know taking his twelve year old son to you know yeah. letting them have sex with the groupies, that's fucking disgusting. Like it is. I mean, eleven there, then the little cousin, 11, 12 years old. You know, I so I think he I think he means the shit because I don't think that you would say this stuff loud and proud and bold and you don't and you don't mean it you you yeah. got to be living this way dude it's ridiculous because he'd he be loud and proud it's it's a, it's a damn shame if you ask me yeah but that's all i really have for hot topics this week um and then there wasn't really much to really happen this week i didn't feel like um this week i'm actually really excited about the thought of the week because we're going to have a discussion about toxic relationships and we're going to kind of give our review of Malcolm Marie which was a wild ride so Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to discuss this so let's just get into the thought of the week all right so for the thought of the week we're going to discuss Malcolm and Marie and Chantel what what did you what did you think about um what was your overall thoughts of the uh, the movie um, I at first I, I didn't watch the movie because I didn't I was um hearing some of the reviews about it just being about toxic relationships, so I, I didn't really want to watch it. But when I did, I actually liked it. Um, I thought that it depicted what black couples may be going through today. He it's funny that in at the beginning of the movie he was talking about how people always try to turn it uh look at look at movies from a political uh standpoint and I'm one of those people who do that so it's like I just got to see like what some of the struggles are and and the reason I say that is because um I've experienced some of those things that they were doing and it was funny to see it on screen and to be like like you know I've been through that Mm -hmm. and it's like why why is that a thing you know and it's or like you've done it you know done some of those things you know <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. and it's yeah. like it's but I know more multiple people who have so it's just like um to me I was just thinking like black people can see like what some of the struggles are coming together as being like be, trying to be be one because I was talking with life about it and I was like I think before um movies that included black couples you always had the man with multiple women and not really respecting the relationship so I feel like we we're evolving and now where we have a couple there is no other woman but now it's getting to the mental issues the emotional issues so it's like that's another challenge that we have to go through and if we haven't had many um healthy examples that's what will that's what what it will look like yeah and and that's very true and you know I just had Cass and Jermonte on last week and I asked them like, you know, um, well, two weeks ago, like, who are you, who are, are you guys village? You know, like, as far as like, just me, mm-hmm. 
I told Jamonte all the time that I think his calling would be to have a um like he should he should start like after COVID or whatever, like a, a male support group. Um, where they can just sit and have a circle and just fucking talk you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and where you can just leave it there and if you want to be emotional you know like whatever you know mm-hmm. i think black men need that more often to just not feel like you got this weight of the world on you like you can mm-hmm. actually be um you know emotional so i think uh which i'm gonna get into in regards to this movie you saw that a lot with malcolm you know because she said all that shit to him but when she called him mediocre that was the part that was like yes so you 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 feel like i'm you feel like i'm mediocre you know but um but before i get into that part what stood out to me well the parts that i enjoyed um i actually enjoyed this movie too i i was nervous to watch it mm-hmm. um i thought the cinematography was amazing yeah and for it to be black and white i felt like i was watching it in color and you know i, I forgot mm-hmm. that it was even in white after a while right and um, I thought the music, the soundtrack was really good. I downloaded a little playlist off of Apple Music. Somebody made it on there. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought the music was really good. And one of the main things that I that I took away from this, and I actually, uh, in my relationship with Leslie, like this is at the beginning of our relationship. We've been together for a long time. So at the beginning, when I was still kind of, so we started dating when I was in my 20s. And I was still kind of, I had been in relationships, but it was just like, clearly nobody told me, like, you're kind of me, you know, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I had never really seen, um, me and you had this conversation the other day, like, I had never seen, like, what a normal, healthy relationship looked like, what people look like that properly communicate with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, you know, we yell, it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we we do whatever, it's fine. Like, you know, we, we they, they tripping right now, but we gonna, we gonna mm-hmm. you know, I'll see them later, right? And so I very much was a yeller, very much so. But I also, um, and I had people tell me this before, but I never really took heed to it till after. But I had people say, like, you know, your mouth is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I used to be like, I don't understand what you mean. But I didn't realize that when I felt hurt sometimes and I felt like like the person was really wasn't hearing me, like I would just go there. Like all the shit that I don't felt about you, you know, I'm about to just let you know what it is. And it was toxic as fuck. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But that's that's where I was. And so uh-huh. It took for me to change. The only way I changed that behavior was, you know, obviously I went to therapy and I started like my healing journey, but it took for Leslie to be like, I think a few times, like I said some shit that was fucked up. Right. I can admit that. And, and I'm like, you know, I apologize. Like I apologize after, you know what I'm saying? Like I shouldn't have said that shit, you know, it's fucked up. Right. But she was just like, you know, but the thing is like, you can't keep, apologizing though because when you saying this shit like words hurt and words stick and before you say some shit like you need to think about the shit you're saying because even though you apologize it's still there Mm -hmm. and that might be a cut there and it might be something there which I never considered before like how I might have hurt somebody deeply right Mm -hmm. but ever since she told me that and I don't even know I I was like 29 I'm not sure I was ever since she told me that 
that was one of the biggest lessons I think I've learned in life as far as like communication, because like she was absolutely right. And now I actually think before I say shit to people, because just because you apologize, like the way they were cutting each other fucking deep. And remember that one yeah. part mm-hmm. where he was talking about how she tried to kill herself with the um with the clippers. Uh-huh. And then she came and he was like, well, I didn't mean to say that. But she's like, but it's already been fucking said. Like, you can't go back from that shit. No, no. He went in. God. Went in. They went in a lot. But I, but who do you think was more toxic, though? Malcolm or Marie? I'm a little bit biased just because I could uh, identify more with Marie. So I'm going to say, well, I'm not even going to say anything off of being biased. But it's like, it made me, when he would come back, at first I was thinking it was him, the way he would. Cause he was like, "You want to get dirty? Okay, let's go." And he got dirty. <laughs> I'm telling so, you. So, um, I was like, "Okay," but then when he started talking about her, and he's like, "You know, you don't uh, allow yourself to be loved, or you, you know, you push people away, all of this stuff." And I was like, "Well, cause it's like, was she being toxic?" And the only reason I couldn't pinpoint it for her is because it's like I do some of the stuff. So it's like, am I? Because like, I'm trying to work on being better, but just seeing that and being able to relate so much, because I feel like he was wrong, but then when he would say stuff about her, I'm like, yeah, he was right. Like, that is, that do be the case for some for something. So, I can't pick who. I feel like they were just both toxic. But you know... And I feel like they probably want to get better, but if you don't know better, it's, it's hard. But you know, also, too... Um... And you know, and even with you, I don't, I don't fully know your story, but um, I think it's all about your self worth too. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, um, which all of us, you know, go through that, where you have to figure out self love, self care, and what mm-hmm. that looked like for you, right? And that does play a part. And I think a lot of times when I've been in relationships that were toxic, oh yeah, that was one of the main things that was the like part of the issue, right? So I think with Marie, she has so she has so much shame and shit behind the fact that you know she mm-hmm. was on drugs and all that stuff. And the and the shame is what kind of like would have her where she maybe she felt um I felt like from both of them, they both just felt undervalued in their own ways mm-hmm. and unappreciated and undervalued. Sure. So it's like she so she might have really needed and to me it seems like she was a worse affirmation person like she really mm-hmm. needed him to say thank you you know you were you know a big part of the inspiration of this behind this film you know thank you for always being there for me like and yeah I could see how that w- probably was really fucking triggering for her considering she felt like you know he took a lot of her mm-hmm. her shameful fucked up story and you know it's being celebrated for her shame you know right so um i just think sometimes um you asked me a question the other day i can't really fully remember it but you were like um i can't really remember but i think it was something about like like how do we learn to be loved like or to receive love or something like Mm -hmm. that like i think we kind of talked about that and and that's just such a uh a hard question and it shouldn't be mm-hmm. and it's crazy that it is hard when you think about like just I feel like our parents be fucking us up if you ask me um, I do <laughs> but it's like to me I always think about it on a bigger level my um, major in school was uh, dealing with black 
people in general. So um, in the diaspora here and just everywhere. So it's like, you have to think about all of us, all of our ancestors for, that were on U.S. soil were traumatized people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're learning how to do certain things. I put it, um, I describe it as like being a baby. When you get to a new country where somebody done dragged you all the way to, and even though you got other Black people with you, but y'all don't speak the same languages, y'all don't mm-hmm. know each other at all, that's like a baby. You're, you don't, you, you have to learn how to talk. Yeah. You have to learn where you are, all of this stuff. So just imagine how the roles change from what we would do before and after, and then what we tried to learn to do here. And it's like, then we have certain examples and then, you know, Christianity is pushed on people telling you what a man should do, what a woman should do. And it's like, and even though men and women have their certain roles, it's like our black men couldn't fully be in their male role because there was somebody else over them. Exactly. So it's like they didn't have the power, you know, to to dictate what, what they wanted their family to look like. And so it's like, when we're all traumatized that way, you can uh, just imagine that those traumatizing things have been passed on to where we think Mm -hmm. is normal. And that's how we can identify to the stuff that we see on there. But that just further proves my point that we are traumatized people. And I'm glad to see we're evolving, that it was just that cheating wasn't a big deal. I'm glad we're moving from that to actually trying to build the the Black family back up. We've been torn apart. Women have had to be stronger. Men have had to be, you know, out on their own doing whatever. So it's like trying to bring those two things together. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And uh, you, yeah. And I agree with you. And you know, the thing is, is that when you start talking about that um, generational trauma, that's, that's Mm -hmm. things that people really don't really think about as much as Mm -hmm. they should. I just finished reading this book called the prophets and, um, I was up the other night, like at midnight girl, and I'm sitting there and I'm crying from this book. Um, and it was about, uh, you know, this plantation in South Carolina and it was crazy. Like, um, I read slavery books a lot. Yeah. Um, I love them. Yeah. I, I read them a lot. And so even though they're sad, it's just, it just, be, it just be crazy. I just love hearing, um, like just reading about it, just all that shit. So I read the story and, and it, you, know, you made me think of this point in the story because basically, you know, you would have men that were even married, you know, to their wives or whatever, but you still would have the overseers that would still feel like they could just do whatever the fuck they wanted with. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just crazy to me that like there was, there was this one guy, and he basically sold out these other slaves or whatever because he he wanted the the overseer basically to stop, you know, raping his wife. Yeah. You know, and it was just like I was just like, damn. Like when I was just sitting, think about that from that standpoint. You know, black people just been through so much, but as far as like just talking to each other, I feel like we just got to a mm-hmm. point really in the 2000s I feel like where and it's still to me still work to be done where mm-hmm. mental health is not such a damn stigma in the black right where people actually just sit and talk to each other and especially men like fucking talk to each other mm-hmm. and talk about you know the shit that happened because a lot of times you see you know broken families you see the drugs that tra- that has um ripped through families and you also see you know the, the absent fathers unfortunately mm-hmm. you know and it's and not saying that like you know I know I have a lot of friends that are beautiful men that take care of their children and are amazing dads right but you have a lot that aren't 
And then you have mm-hmm. a lot that didn't have dads, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't even know how to be a man or what that even looks like, or, you know, what caring for your family looks like, or what being a good man to your woman looks like. You know, some men think if I have a whole bunch of women and fuck a whole mm-hmm. bunch of girls, that this makes me a man. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, with me having a hand in raising, you know, Isaiah, like that was one of my goals with him. What it was like, you know, we're going to talk about whatever it is that you talk about. Like, mind you, you know, me and Les parent together, but he also do have um, male mentors, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? like, because I think that's important because his dad is not present. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which, you know, once again, but I didn't want that to be his something that he just like broken up about right mm-hmm. like you still have people but for me it was important for him even at a young age to communicate those feelings like you have a right to be upset right mm-hmm. and you right. have a right to fucking say what you want to say in regards to it and one day your, your daddy gonna have to speak to it one day right if you if you, if you feel the need that you want to hear it and mm-hmm. you have a right, right to say whatever it is that you want to say and so a lot of times with kids, like people don't allow their kids like the fuck male and female, they don't allow their kids like just to talk about their mm-hmm. feelings. And with him, like we allow him just to talk about his feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if your ass is sad about this shit, like let's talk about it because I mm-hmm. don't want you to be some broken dude out here traumatizing mm-hmm. some bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I need you to have your shit together. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and not be broken though. But so many men though are broken and they don't realize it. They think they, oh, I'm a man. No, like not at all. Malcolm, Malcolm was kind of broken up in there. Definitely. Very much so. Definitely. Yeah. Cause even at the beginning when she first like at the like right at the beginning when the argument started, Marie clearly told him what she was upset about, right? And he gaslighted her and told her that she was crazy as fuck yes while he's the one yelling through the house you call somebody else mentally unstable exactly exactly and that in itself was just letting you know right there like but two things i wanted to point out too though that that was kind of crazy to me that i still don't understand i knew it was about to be some shit when she was making that macaroni and cheese because black people do not eat macaroni and cheese like that I still don't even get that macaroni and cheese scene. I was like, what, what are we doing right now? Crap. <laughs> and he was fucking killing that shit too. And then the second part was, why did Marie pee outside? Right. That was weird, right? Yeah, it really was. Like, I was who, like, why the fuck is she outside? Why was that part written into the movie? Like, I have what? no idea. And he was, and she was so like, well, I'm still not used to having a bathroom or whatever she said. I'm like, oh my God, that was so crazy to me. And, and just the level of just uh, codependency, the fact that he was walking around looking for her like that. I'm like, this, this dude is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, I don't know. But why do you think people stay in toxic relationships? I think like you just said, they become dependent a little bit like you said earlier too about the self-worth maybe they don't um you don't recognize it and so it's like you'll put up with something because you think you won't get no better than that yeah that's true and i think sometimes you normalize it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you know like because it, and it may be something you've seen before like mm-hmm. in your family so it's like you're well this is this is how it is i remember when i was 
like I had like a boyfriend in high school and like you know like my high school sweetheart like does the the world stopped you know around this dude right and I remember when he you know was cheating or whatever and like just the feedback and I don't and I don't know you know I'm young young dumb you know think I'm in love and it was just like you know I would have people tell me like even down to people in the family like well that's just what men do like it was just normalized that like I should just be okay with the fact of like that's just what they do like it's like this is fine like right like you should stay (laughs) you're getting cheated on but you should stay but I was given this advice though I stayed too I Mm -hmm. was cheated on multiple times and I stayed I don't even know at this point how many times it was but I stayed because it was very much it was just you know you don't you don't know and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. like you know, I never seen good love. So I'm like, well, love's supposed to hurt. I mean, you know, this is what they say. Love is supposed right. to be like, you know, not even thinking about girl, like what about your like just self-worth though? Like mm-hmm. this is not love if somebody is damn, you know, cheating on you left and right and, and, and up and down. And, and, you know, I remember one time and I, and I told a story to my kid the other day, we were just talking and it was a weird story to tell him, but I was just telling him just because like, this is a shit that really happens. You mm-hmm. know? So I think I was like 20. I'm not sure. This is like around the time we were like pretty much about to break up, like break up, break up for good. But he told me to my face, like, so I'm fucked up. Right. Cause he, you know, mm-hmm. cheated on me, made a baby on me. And he looked me in my face and was like, well, I, bent her over and just you know um pulled her pull her dress up and I just like you know just fucked her so I fucked her like a hoe so it doesn't matter because it's not it's not like what we do and that's what he told me mm-hmm. and that was his ration that, that's how he rationalized it with me right and that was it and like, when I look back on it now I'm like this shit was crazy but then like it was just like yeah but the thing is, he really, I'm sure he really believed that as well. Like, oh, that, like, what? That's what he told me. He had to really believe that to say that. Because where'd you get that from? <laughs> That's what he told me. So I guess it was like the levels of how you have sex with the person. Like, I guess with me, like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you are making love to me, but you, you know, did that way with her. And, you know, I guess it was degrading. I guess level of, of respect. I don't really fuck know, but that's what he told me though so I was mm-hmm. just like well damn and I stayed and I stayed and mm-hmm. you know that's why I think that um I do really think that and and mainly due to um I guess like what I never saw and never had conversations about like just what love should be like you know what I'm saying like I just right. think, mm-hmm. you know you should just have those conversations you know like um and I do have those conversations you know with my kid because he's about to go to college and he about to be on his own and I'm not dumb to think that you know right <laughs> he's right. gonna be out here a little bit but right. I want him to still just be you know you can still be good mm-hmm. right and not just be a fuck person so yeah. it's levels to that whole thing and um and that's kind of how I started telling him the story but I told him the story and just mm-hmm. how stupid too. I mean, I just, I mean, I, I tell stories to try to humanize myself because I'm like, right. We tell you stuff because we have been stupid before too. We have done mm-hmm. shit too to what maybe we might not have should have done and you know, whatever situation, but I never, I honestly though, like that, that is something I'm 30, I'm about to be 37 this year. 
and I still think about the fact that he told me that. Like I'm mm-hmm. over the situation, but I just think about the fact that like he literally, that was his rationalization for what was going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, like I was like, what in the world? Like, um, so I don't know, but I just think sometimes like, but was he what was he taught? Yeah, seriously. A lot of people get um because I was with my daughter's dad for we met at eleven and probably broke up, like really, really broke up at like twenty-three, uh after I had her, twenty-four after I had her. Um, and it's like how you were saying people is encouraging cur- encouraging you to stay. My feeling was the complete opposite, like hating his guts, but it's like there was something in me that I didn't want to, uh, to me. Well, after the fact, I see that it was a trauma bond. Like we just felt like we didn't really have nobody else, but we had each other. And really he didn't have me. Well, he had me, but I didn't have him. Like I can count. I can't count. Well, I can't count how many times I've been there for him, but I can, there has been no time that he's been there for me. And it's like for that to go on over a decade. And only once I had my daughter, did I realize I was putting him before myself. Because now I have somebody I really do have to put before myself. And so it's like the little stuff he would call me about. Like, I can't even worry about that. Like yes. I have a, a baby. Like I can't. I can't. So it's like it, it's definitely that um, people are. And it's like he was so um, he reminded me so much of my dad. It's like so whenever Anila gets older, I'm definitely telling her to look out for um, toxic cycles. Yeah. Like make sure make being conscious about breaking a cycle if it's not healthy. Like for me to be able to pinpoint things that you do that is like my dad that are negative things. Mm-hmm. And I even told my dad one time, like I feel like I was receiving some of his karma because it was like exact things that he did to a woman or something. That exact situation happened to me. So it's like, and that's another thing that helped me leave. It's like you already know how this is gonna go. You've seen right. it right you've seen it so why would you think what can you you haven't been successful so far in changing it so why would you think you can it's not going to change it's not going to change what do you think that you had to work on with yourself to avoid that like I know you say you're still working like you know Mm -hmm. you're young though you're still young right you you know work is a overtime thing it's not like a today thing Mm -hmm. right so what do you think that you're doing to kind of like you know um for a future relationship when you're in relationship now but you know mm-hmm. um I try to really be honest with myself about uh the part that I play in the relationship and the negative uh things to it um there was one um book and I'm gonna tell you I may send you a link on YouTube about it um but it's called um the lady's name is Shaharazad Ali um and she did a book called the black man's God to understanding the black woman and in this book, a lot of, at the time she did it in the 90s, a lot of time people were, a lot of women were outraged about it because she started talking about some of the types of things that women do. She's like, we know the things that the men do, but nobody ever, you know, calls us to, or, you know, put us on front street, like about our negative things. And then one of the things was like, the way a woman will argue you, argue a man down, like you're not going to win a fight with, with a woman. Like, uh, especially a black woman, it's like, you know, then we may, you know, if we don't shut down altogether, it's like we'll hold certain things against them. Like, okay, well, I'm not, we're not having sex or um, different things like that. And just watching, so doing research about 
you know, what are some of the negative things that we're passing down, being conscious about toxic cycles um, and just being being able to be repeated um, is the most things. And then I'm a therapist. So it's like I've just started to um, meet with some couples. So it's like I'm having to I take my own advice. There are things about uh, like one hand that I give people is about fair is fair fighting rules and it's like um not just stonewalling somebody shutting them completely down like I would be the type of person to if you had made me upset I would shut down and I would act like you're not here you could be dead in my face talking to me and I'm like <laughs> looking straight ahead like you haven't said anything you could be yelling yeah. anything and I'm just not or and like you said too there are some things that if I've been holding it in I'll once I get to a certain point then I'll say it and I mean, to the point where I have you feeling low. And it's like, until, I, until I'm able to learn my balance, because I'm still working on it right now, I just choose not to even say anything because I know that if I do, I will go there. Yeah. I will yeah. go there. And it's like, I, I feel bad because at the end of the day, I start feeling bad. Like, oh, I don't want the last thing that somebody has in their mind is me saying a negative thing to them because um, I can get really hateful. So... But you know, uh, I just know that I want to be better and I want a successful relationship. So it's like if I find if I have somebody who's worth it, then I'm gonna take their feelings into consideration and adjust my actions. Um, yeah. As long yeah. as they're willing to do that same thing for me. But I think that's where it starts. Is that the fact that you want to be better? You know, mm-hmm. you because like a lot of people can't acknowledge the fact that the shit they do. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. part of the problem where you have people that lack accountability and self awareness. So the fact that like for one that you have that to begin with. That's where mine, like, kind of like when I started, like, kind of like my healing process, like my, I don't know what to call it. I call it my healing journey, but like mm-hmm. my rebirth in the sense, it was like, I mm-hmm. was like, all right, I sat down one day and one, I looked at myself in the mirror and a lot of times people don't actually look at themselves in the fucking mirror. Like mm-hmm. your ass is not perfect. You know what I'm saying? You do shit too you know mm-hmm. right and you gotta you can't always look at like what this person might have done you know you gotta look at what you did what you did in the situation right so I basically mm-hmm. did that and I and I thought a lot about just Mika Mika behavior Mika Mika shit right and then I just sat and thought about the person that I wanted to be like you know mm-hmm. as far as like integrity character you know it was times like especially in, in other relationships like where you know, I did cheat, you know what I'm saying? I did lie, you know, I did do things. And I told myself, and this is before I was even um, with, like with Leslie, like I told myself, like, you know, my next one, like I didn't want to do things that was just, you know, I didn't want to be a fuck person, right? I just wanted mm-hmm. to be this person. So when I started to figure out like who I wanted to be every day, I consciously try to walk that journey. And so it's not the easiest shit in the world. Like, but I tell people all the time, and, and I know sometimes when people hear my podcast, and they, they don't understand what I'm saying, but I think people that are going through their journey, their maturation process, they get it. Like, it is very hard to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, people people be like, how is it hard? No, like, to really be a good person. Like, when somebody is going low, to not fucking go low. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> to sit and be like, okay, I'm going to be mature, you know? when it's situations that um like it's even times that you know Les and I was together years and times we had rough moments like I didn't go out in the street right I was at home with her and Isaiah so other people might have gone out and cheated and did whatever you know what I'm saying and I didn't like you know I just was at home 
You know what I'm saying? And so, but it's very hard to be good sometimes. I think you have to make a conscious effort of that shit and, and work on that shit every single day, you know? And so I always say I'm a work in progress. And so the fact that like, you know, you're saying like, you want to be good, like, do you know, just keep doing your thing. Like keep walking your journey and keep discovering things about yourself because the shit is not easy. It's really mm-hmm. not. People that's married 40, 50 years that have not had just this beautiful fucking relationship. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was something that they, they had to, you know, learn each other, figure out and all that shit. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I definitely think it's adjustment with two people trying to come together because you, when you're by yourself, you're used to doing and having things your way. Um, but then when you try to partner up with somebody, you can't, you know, have it your way all the time because mm-hmm. you've made a conscious decision that you want to commit to this person. You want to be with them and grow with them and all that. So it's it's tough, but you got to stick it out. And for me, I'm one of those people. I always tell my clients, um, any progress is progress. I don't care if it's you take one step forward today and two back tomorrow. As long as you get up the next day and decide that you're going to, okay, I did fall back a little bit, but you know what? I'm going to get back right on my path and go forward. That's all it is. It's like nothing, nothing is perfect. So nothing or no one is perfect. So why do you think you people feel the need to try to fix people, like fix each other? Honestly, I feel like, um, cause I believe that you attract what you are. And so it's like, if you, um, I feel like people can be mirrors for us and you can subconsciously, you can see those negative parts about yourself. And that's what's um, like picking at you a little bit. So really I feel like it's a subconsciously it's something that they're trying to work on themselves about, or it's something that make them feel more worthy. Like, Oh, if I help them be better then I've done something good or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I feel that way too. And I think also the fact that um, I definitely feel like it's probably because you're probably broken too. And then the fact of like, I used to fall in love with the hope of what that person right. was going to be, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes when you love somebody and you actually, and they actually allow you to see them, like you can see that somebody really is a good person. Like they might do some fucked up shit, but like mm-hmm. in the core of them is good. They, they just in la in, in wackadoodle land they, like, who knows where the fuck they are but you can see it though <laughs> so then you just so then you try to have patience and be like man you know like if i try to just you know help them over here and guide them over here and just kind of like you know just help them a little bit and you know i think sometimes we really fall in love with the hope and that's something that i try now to not do like i'm like if this is who you are and this is what you give mm-hmm. me at the beginning like i'm gonna accept I'm, this is if, and, I, and i decide to walk in this with you i have to just accept this not trying to change you you know like if you're changing somebody for the better right that's one thing but i used to go into shit and be like well like i had this one person i was with obviously we shouldn't have been together because like i'm very much like a sapiosexual so like i'm very much into like intellect and i love talking about books and i love having conversations like this um all the time i get on jamonte's nerves because he's like mika I don't want to fucking talk about my feelings right now, but I mean, like I, but I love to talk about stuff like this. Like, and so, um, you know, I don't just have like, you know, just conversations that I don't have meaningless conversations basically. So with, um, with the person I was with, like, you know, they, they didn't really care about education. And so like, I'm like, Oh, you know, they're young, it's fine. And so I'm like really pushing, like going to them, going to school, you know, and all this, but like in actuality, should I have dated that person? No, from the get go, 
because I'm trying to change mm-hmm. and mold you into some shit that you that you might not want to go to fucking school. And it might not be your <laughs> thing. And and clearly it might have been like I obviously shouldn't have been dating you because you can change somebody. It's only so much you're gonna change somebody if that's who they are. And if mm-hmm. they don't want to fucking do the shit, they don't want to, they don't want to do it. And I think a, a lot of times with the whole fixing thing, um, are we fixing them or are we trying to make them something that they're not? Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So to end this conversation, do you think that Malcolm and Marie stayed together? <laughs> I think they did. Just because um, it was a, it's a, it was a toxic situation. So I mean, most people stay in them for a little bit. Do you think they loved each other? I don't know. I said because it could it could be a trauma bond. So I was confused between knowing what's toxic or what knowing what could just be a challenge. I want I, I want I, I had a really trauma bond. Fun. You think so? Because yeah. Yeah, well, yes, because I think when you fucking, when you, now I've never dated somebody that's been like a, like had like strong addictions, but you know, I've had, have had some shit in relationships before. And when you, um, when you have somebody like trying to like kill themselves and the shit she was doing and she out here recklessly like just fucking people and all types of stuff. Yeah, that's traumatic. That's traumatic as fuck. Yeah, and then he going through, and then he going through, you know, rehab with her and all that stuff, and the girl be disappearing and all that stuff. Yeah, that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And then you start getting this like this like codependency on each other. Like he want to take care of her, and I mean it's fucking crazy. I mean that the whole thing was crazy. So I don't know. I mean I think they love each other, but I think. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like she had. Re- I feel like she had resentment. And then you know, if you really think about it, like he told her the whole movie how much he loved her. The whole movie, she never said it back to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know. That that makes me think about. Um, it's like you can't. The person is trying to mold them, but it's like the people. People have to do their individual work first before they can um, try to partner with somebody else. So you're right about that. Definitely. And, and, and it's important because, um, you know, and just in this, like I say this all the time, like your mo- most important person is yourself. Like you got to love for yourself and fucking find value in yourself. And then once you got that, like that, you're going to have the, you know what I'm saying? Good shit gravitate to you already because it's already going to be, you know, coming off your skin. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't never had no problem finding nobody today. Never. In mm-hmm. life, right. But I never had a problem even finding people even like me just because like I think that when you're good, you know, and you you have this air about yourself, like it's easy to free but just to gravitate to you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, but you can say on the flip side too, of when you're broken, you're gonna have toxic people, broken people gravitate to you as well. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's interesting, but it's it's very true because I I I've seen both sides of you know, uh, I've seen both sides of me, you know, since how, how I used to be and how I am now, like as like a, a woman and how I was as like, you know, a young woman and um, girl, I'm into some <laughs> shit girl. And I just, and I, and I just can't even put in the words as present day, I would never ever date some of these people or ever deal with some shit like that. But at the time, mm-hmm. it made sense. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was good. 
thank you so much for coming on here with me. Um, do you want to pub anything? Um, yes. Um, I have a skincare business. It's called Garden of Shin, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just at Garden of Shin. G-A-R-D-E-N of C-H-E-N. Okay, cool. And I put and I'll put that in the um in the notes as well. See, look, that's something else that I learned about you today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now all these times I'll be I'll be around you and you be quiet over there, not saying that You're right. talking about all this shit. See? <laughs> so next time I see you, we need to be having some conversations. Yeah, we will. We will. All right, and we're gonna learn all this stuff about each other in this episode. But this was good though, and I am really thankful for you to come on. I hit you up and was like, "Girl, hop on here with me." Right? No, I was asking you like, if you ever need somebody, please pick me. Like, yeah. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. I love I love having conversation, and I and I love um, you know, having these type of conversations because they're important. Mm-hmm. You know, they're important. And they're important for the village. You know, right. black people need to have more conversations. Like Most important piece, like the message will be getting out. So exactly, exactly. But uh, yes, but thank you for coming. And also, guys, don't forget to follow, 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 like, subscribe. Um, you can find me on most streaming platforms. Also, you can find me on Instagram. It's at IJ, at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Twitter at IJMT podcast. And then you also can email me at IJMT podcast at gmail.com. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.